Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm Brian Altano. With me is Tom Marks, Hello. Casey DeFridis, and Zach Ryan. 
We're going to get right into it. We just saw the Nintendo Direct minutes ago. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been a little while since you've seen it, uh, since that's how podcast recording and uploading and all that works. Uh, we're going to react to it. But first, uh, NVC is a show you can catch every week on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, but first and foremost, you can get it on IGN.com every Thursday afternoon. And on Friday, you get it on YouTube, iTunes, and all your other favorite podcast things. That's great. We got all the homework out of the way. Let's get right to it. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is being remade for Nintendo Switch. Are you not going to address that we're in a completely different space than we are in week over week. Most of our downloads excited. come from audio. That's great. Power through it. Hi, everyone. Link's Awakening is coming to Switch. Uh, it's my favorite game of all time. If you know me on this show, which you do for years now, you've heard me never shut up about it. Um, this was at the tail end of the Direct. It was a gigantic secret. We've heard rumors about this for years, uh, specifically coming to 3DS. Yeah, we, we we've talked a lot it. about uh, perhaps a Link's Awakening remake in the Link Between Worlds engine for yep. 3DS. So, uh, this uh, is so cool. Right off the bat, we were shown a animated sequence uh, that is vaguely, I would say, evocative of some of the conceptual art that went around the original game. A shot-for-shot -shot remake of the original where Link is being shipwrecked and he lands on this island called Koholan Island where the giant egg sits atop a mountain and looms over everyone. This is a weird, bizarre, yeah. literal fever dream of a video game, and I can't wait for you all to play it. It's... Most. It's so funny because, like, I feel like this is one of the most overlooked Zelda games. Yeah, like, it is. When you talk about the greater Zelda pantheon, like, Link, uh, Link's Awakening seems not necessarily at the bottom in terms of quality, just, like, sheer number of people that have played it. I feel like fewer people have played this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, my, it's really exciting that this game is coming to a Switch where more people can get their hands on it. It's fantastic. Uh, we've only seen this game on the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, and recently the 3DS were mm -hmm. the only ways to sort of, like, actually legally play this game on uh, on Switch, it's bringing with it, first of all, a 2019 release date, which is fantastic. And secondly, a brand new art style, which looks almost like polymer clay, or yeah. it's mm -hmm. got this sort of like toyetic, sculpy look to it, which Definitely. I really appreciate. Everybody everybody in our office immediately started making comparisons to those like 70s Christmas movies yeah. with like Rudolph the, yeah, like Rudolph and yeah, those clay elves. Yeah, and I think we had heard rumors about a remake of this sorts years ago. A, uh, we had heard it'd be on 3DS, and B, we'd heard it'd be running in the Link Between Worlds engine, which which uh, I don't think it is, but it's obviously not in that art style either. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It's totally new art style. Yeah, yeah, it's something they've never done before art-wise, but it doesn't necessarily look like gameplay-wise super far off of Link Between Worlds and mm -hmm. how the camera is structured up above and the 3D world around it. But yeah, it looks really lovely, especially for just being something that we've never seen from Zelda before. Like yeah, and the cool thing is like we've seen Nintendo over the last few years experiment with this sort of craftier art approach to mm -hmm. things like Yoshi mm -hmm. and Kirby and even Paper Mario, uh, but we've never really seen them take on sort of a flagship title like Zelda and go in that direction since maybe Wind Waker, which obviously was polarizing when it launched, but yeah. has luckily, no pun intended, boomerang back to some place where mm -hmm. people finally appreciate it for what it is, which is gorgeous. Uh, this is a fantastic game it's a strange game it's it's actually a lot darker and bleaker than i think a lot of people uh make it out to be i have a feature going up on ign very soon about that because i will never shut up about this game all year now i legally can do that yeah Brian, um, Brian, speaking this of, is your job now yeah it's true <laughs> thank god speaking of strange game uh i never played link's awakening can you tell me why they're goombas and uh chain chomps in that so, game yeah, because Koholan Island in that Zelda game. Yeah, Koholan Island is a very mystical, magical place, uh -huh. and you run into um, a lot of different characters. Like there, there are Goombas, there are Chain Chomps, like there are other hidden Nintendo characters kind of sprinkled throughout in cameos, and uh, there's also like 
an alligator that will like wants to trade bananas with you, and there's like a man <laughs> that's like in love with a goat, and like it's a very strange game. It, right. It's like very like even more so Twin Peaks than Ocarina and and Majora's Masks almost. Like, Definitely. Yeah. Everybody's doing their own thing, and they're all weird as hell. Like. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to spoil the game because, like I said, um, you should play it, and I think if you haven't played it, you can go back and find it on those on those systems I mentioned earlier. Um, but it is a very dreamlike game without yeah. giving away too much and I think because of that they throw in a lot of cool stuff like there's a, a claw machine with a Yoshi in it mm-hmm. there's enemies that look like Kirby's like there's a there's a kid that asks for a Yoshi doll like there's a lot of there's a huh. there's a character named Taryn who is straight up Mario yeah you know like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like they grabbed a lot of references uh and this is a 1993 video game it's sort of you know uh it, it takes place I think right after Linked to the past, past, yeah. Canonically, like he leaves Hyrule, he gets on a boat. There's a shipwreck, and then he arrives on this island where he meets Marin. Um, this is a, not a game about saving the princess. It's not a game about fighting Ganon or some weird wizard. Yeah, um, you're on a quest to collect uh, eight instruments. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's eight that yeah. that wake the windfish, and the windfish can get you off of the island. It's the yeah. only way to leave the island. And it's funny because like for for a game that is often overlooked in the series, it. Uh, this one introduced the, a, an overall musical theme that we saw like over and over and over again yep. in Zelda. Obviously, like there's um, the flute in um, Link to the Past, mm-hmm. but this game is so much more like musical based. And then uh, also, it introduced a lot of the ideas of like just these like really weird off color characters. That I, I think that the most important uh, contribution to the Zelda franchise from Link's Awakening is the fact that they were like, hey, we can be weird. Like, we can get, like, really strange yeah. with this series and people will still dig it. And, yeah, this is a very strange, like, goofy game. It's also the first Zelda to let you jump. And to do that, you had to equip... Rock's feather. Yeah, you had to equip an item called the Rock's Feather. Uh, to, I want to get on that real quick. One of the biggest uh, sort of setbacks of Link's Awakening originally was that it was a Game Boy game and then a Game Boy Color game. And the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color only had two face buttons mm-hmm. outside of Start and Select, which meant that you had one button for an item and one button for a sword. Uh, you could swap those out so that you just didn't have a sword there, uh, but you could basically only assign two items at once at any given moment, which meant that a significant portion of your... Your time spent playing Link's Awakening was going into the item menu, picking out the items you wanted to choose, assigning them to a, to a button press, and then heading back into a dungeon. And so if you're in a dungeon where you had to, say, for example, pick up something heavy and throw it and then jump over something and then defend yourself with a shield and then use a sword, imagine the amount of times you would have to hit and start and select to go back in there. Uh, so that's obviously fixed. The Switch has more than two Hopefully, yeah. buttons. I, yeah. I assume they're going to get that one together. For uh, realism, they're going to keep it to two only. I would actually be okay with a, like uh, a weird throwback. I'll pass, mode. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is that this game got a full uh, sort of colorized version on the GBC and with that came a couple of cool little elements such as a color dungeon which were, was not visible on the original Game Boy version. Um, which and when, when, when you say color dungeon, the I think that this was one of the first Game Boy Color titles, and what they did was uh, they essentially designed this color that, that the puzzles are all solved, or they designed this color, they designed this dungeon where their puzzles are all solved based on like color puzzles. Yeah. And so, it, so you couldn't cheat it. Which seems a little passe now, like at this point, but I, I wonder if they'll even include that dungeon. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a weird thing, and I think for the sort of like you know posterity of having everything there forever, yeah. it'd be kind of cool. Uh, but most importantly, this is this is this is Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favorite Zelda game of all time. It's one of the most overlooked. Um, it, it makes me happy to hear Zach. You're obviously a huge fan of it too, and and you guys like you know you're you haven't played it, but uh, yeah. this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah. It's also as a follow up to Breath of the Wild. It's so wonderfully peculiar. Yeah, to go like <laughs> here was that open world game where your sword breaks and you know you can do anything you want to being like well this is a very very different scenario this is now uh childlike and wondrous and yeah, weird and so. it's much more in line with a uh, link to the past or yeah. or uh, the original zelda than so i love yeah. the link between worlds this is similar gameplay yeah yeah i would mm-hmm. say so I mean, I mean without the ability to turn into like a graffiti and walk yeah, on walls yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think if you dug that you'll dug this and cool. the the temples in this game are really really good mm-hmm. really smart uh next up another giant first party game announced today uh one that once again i think it was sort of rumored or we expected in some capacity but not like this uh super mario maker 2 was announced at the nintendo direct today and uh it's not a port of the original this is a brand new skew a brand new game uh, and with that comes some questions. So, first of all, immediate reactions to Mario Maker 2. How, how did you guys feel about this? I'm for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, like, I just feel I'm like we got your approval. Up. It's, it's one of those games where, where people have been wanting it for a while. Yeah. People have been hoping for something like it for a while. And I think it's hard to be mad at this, whatever it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, they seem to be adding new things. I'm just glad it's there. I'm glad they're bringing it over. I'm glad yeah, they're doing new stuff. People have been asking repeatedly for a port of just the original Mario Maker. So I, I can only imagine how happy they are about Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Slopes. Yeah. You can yeah. do slopes now. Yeah. Obviously, the big question was how will it work with a touchscreen? And honestly, we still don't really know. Yeah. We, it seems to me like the, the radial dials that they've put in there will help at least rectify some of that. Like, I think yeah. it's really smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you think about it, like it's it, it's it's sort of these rapid access to all the different items in this game. Um, the sun from Super Mario 3 is here. There's no, a thank couple, you. There's a, yeah, right? That, that guy. There's a couple new gameplay elements. I will say that uh, I'm a little disappointed that we haven't seen any of the other art styles yet. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing from Mario 2 yet. Um, there's nothing from the Game Boy games. There's a bunch of 2D Mario games that they haven't leaned on yet. That the, said, there is 3D World. Yeah, 3D World is the the big new thing that they seem to be leaning into with this but it's, it's, weird it's 2d it's, yeah it's 2d it's not really isometric like 3d world 2D, so 3d world yeah, yeah. um so you still the cat suit will still yeah. work like you like it's supposed to do though where you climb up walls which right. i love um and we're seeing some like really just bonkers stuff uh, luigi's in the game that's cool uh <laughs> and some really crazy stuff in terms of uh the scale of bosses mm-hmm. and all of that um i have some questions first of all if you look at something like Minecraft, which has been ongoing for like a decade now, it's this its this gigantic system that keeps growing and they keep adding content to it. Um, there is no Minecraft 2. If you just buy Minecraft, you have everything that's ever come with it. Mario Maker 2 is a separate, a separate property, which means will it inherit all of the levels of the original Mario Maker? Do you think this is going to distance itself from that? That was a Wii U game and a 3DS game, but that reached a huge audience and tons of people made custom content for that. So... Yeah, I'd really love to see those levels live on, mm-hmm. and I as you'd assume it'd be easy enough. Where as long as they have all the same content that's in the first game in this new one, all you got to do is just port over whatever system stored them online, and hopefully we'll be able to see that. Because well, in theory, it wouldn't be that hard. And I thankfully, I was gonna say, thankfully, Nintendo has always made transferring information from system to system so easy that's that like, <laughs> it's just without a, a doubt, I'm sure that that will be just like a snap of the fingers. <laughs> yeah. so. I can see the tools being there to make it happen for you to remake it manually, uh-huh. <laughs> but I. 
I don't see Nintendo doing it for you. It's odd, though, because, like, there's a bunch of stuff in this game that won't work in the other game, like slopes and right. cats. <laughs> Some right. weird sentence. Um, <laughs> slopes and cats. And so I wonder how that's going to work out. Uh, but, yeah, right now it seems sort of like they were like, it's it's happening. It's out in June, uh, which is just, you know, we don't have an uh, actual firm date yet. But we don't know what sort of extra bells and whistles will, will come with it. Right. And that that's perplexing to me. So we don't know exactly how it will control. We don't know if it will communicate with old versions of the game. And we don't know what other art styles are coming. Right now, it seems like it's a sequel that doesn't really have a ton of new to, to come with it. Um, well, well, the announcement was so funny, too, because they just opened the direct with a few minutes of uninterrupted, uncommentated gameplay of this game. And then the title, and then they moved on. Right. And they didn't talk about it at all. They just said, hey, here's this thing. It's coming mm-hmm. in, what, June, right? And yeah. And it's like, cool, I guess that's it. And then they went along, and it's like, okay, there's a lot of new stuff that they've shown. But, yeah, we don't know if this is everything, if this is just a taste. We have we have so many questions left over. Well, it's like every Nintendo Switch, you know, unlike the Wii U and the 3DS, it does not ship with a stylus or anything like that. And right. so it's, it's, it's got a giant multi-touch screen, so there's option there. And even in the way you saw them bring the logo together there, they drag the two mm-hmm. next to Mario Maker. And that's, you know, it's obviously going to be something, we're going to lean on touch screens a lot for this game. The radio dial is going to help a lot. But I think in terms of like the the accuracy of, of pointing and dragging with a stylus, that's going to feel a little lost. So I do hope they find some, you know, sort of quality of life ways to work around that. Mm-hmm. Or but, they will sell it in a bundle with a stylus. I, that would be really cool. <laughs> or you download it and they mail you one. I'd be down with that. Yeah. I'd be totally down with that. I love Brian being like, I hope they figure out an elegant way to do this in case he's like, nah, they're just going <laughs> to sell it with a stick. They'll put a stick in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't want to sound negative on this because it's really exciting. Yeah. I, we've, we've asked for Mario Maker for a very long time. Yeah. Um, we're not getting Mario Maker, though. We're getting Mario Maker 2. So it's, like, it's a brand new thing. It's a whole new property. Uh, but with it comes some questions. So um, I'm just glad. It just seemed... It, it was really sad seeing that game stuck on Switch while, or stuck on Wii U while so many other things got ported over. Yep. So I'm just glad that we have a Mario Maker on Switch now. Yep. yep. Or will. I totally agree. Uh, that had a massive community on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Um, there were just like fantastic speedrunners that made like entire careers out of that thing. So um, I'm glad to see it live on. Um, next up, we have Fire Emblem Three Houses. We got news for it, specifically a delay. Uh, well, a date. I didn't want to catch you while you were pumping your fist. Mm. <laughs> no, we. So we have it. We have. It was supposed to be spring. Now we know the actual day is July twenty sixth. Yes. Uh, but uh, fret not because they buried that sort of bad news in tons of new details, tons of new animated sequences. Yeah, and lots was, of stuff that I personally have no understanding of. This is by far like the biggest <laughs> block of their direct. Like yeah. uh, you know, like they came out and said earlier this week when they announced it that they would be talking a lot about Fire Emblem, and I think yeah. they really delivered in terms of like the the depth that they went into on. Th- this particular direct mm-hmm. so. it's harry potter fire emblem yeah guys it's harry yeah. potter fire emblem it really is <laughs> i mean so you get to choose between the three houses i think it was black eagle blue lion and yellow deer yeah. oh god right? i hope you're right i so, think that's correct i mean i can look at it on my notes right <laughs> don't worry here you're, you're good nope, Go ahead. those sound like some great horse names yeah I'll tell you that much. and so yeah you're nope, that's it. it's golden deer golden deer <laughs> it was yellow <laughs> Close enough. Man. narrowly golden dodged deer. that one right, reigniting golden, that pokemon go deer. Fights, okay right? Casey, tell Black me more. Black Eagle and Blue Lion. <laughs> and they each have a different um, person that represents their houses, like in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter. No, yep. Harry Potter, like they have teachers, but... 
Well, you are the teacher in yeah, this game. Yeah, you are a teacher. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's really cool, but I want to know what You've shown up as the new Defense pick. Against the Dark Arts teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. So how are you guys feeling about this one? Uh, I'm looking forward I'm, to it tentatively. Yeah. I'm really? excited for it. I think it looks really interesting. I think the premise is cool. I mean, it, it sound, the premise is like an anime I would watch, so yeah, I'm pretty into much. it. I, I am very interested in the premise. I think it's really cool that your army is are your students, and to train your army, you're literally teaching your students and giving them tests and that sort of thing. I think that's really, really interesting and neat. It's a very different direction from recent Fire Emblem games. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that actually plays into a larger story. Uh, because they said, you know, you'll go out on these missions where you're actually fighting bandits or you're trying to keep the peace between these three nations that are... But unlike every other Fire, game, Fire Emblem game in the world, these three nations are at peace with each other and they're not at war with each other. And so, obviously, that's not going to last in right. the context of this game. Well, that would and, be a boring video game, right? Right. So I'm interested to see how it goes from there. The one thing I'm a little nervous about, and I, I'm very excited for this game, so I don't mean to, like downplay this or anything but i'm a little nervous because i've seen other rpgs in the past like valkyria chronicles to valkyria chronicles 2 where they went hey it's an academy school life game now which is a very japanese jrpg thing to do it's very anime to do that and i kind of haven't always been as interested in those stories Mm -hmm. the the school life stories are not quite my personal cup of tea a lot of the time not discounting this one because it looks very very cool but i'm a a little wary of that that's all it's also like a gorgeous game to look at like oh it's really pretty character designs and all the the battle sequences and stuff look really really cool and all the animated cutscene stuff looks awesome so well there was like the 3ds fire emblem game where they didn't have feet you know, they had the like, weird triangle, <laughs> yeah. triangle legs. Uh, and this is uh, obviously coming on the heels of uh, the, the, the the mobile game, which was a huge Heroes, hit, yeah. and Fire Emblem Warriors, but we, we haven't had like a fully dedicated console-sized Fire Emblem in a minute. Yeah, the last one was Fire Emblem Echoes, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, or I guess console, no, we haven't had a console one in a, a very long time. Right. Uh, the last like full Fire Emblem game was Echoes, which was the remake, uh, and then... Before that was Fates, and so this is really exciting to yeah, like you said, get a Fire Emblem. Wait, game. there's isn't there a Shadows game in there somewhere? Shadows, Shadows, of Shadows of Valencia is okay. Echoes is subtitle. Okay, cool, yeah. got it. Um, and it's really really cool to see a Fire Emblem game that's like on home console levels now because that's this this feels very much like both this and the Link's Awakening announcement feel very much like the promise of Nintendo first party games on the Switch coming to life. Yeah, where it's like. Now we're getting Pokemon games on Switch. Now we're getting Fire Emblem games on Switch. Now all these games that were traditionally kind of parred down a little bit. I love the 3DS, but, you know, like had to be a little bit weaker, a little bit uglier on 3DS, yep. are now coming to Switch and can just look great. That, I mean, yeah. that was one of the things you said, Brian, after the Link's Awakening reveals. I'm so glad this isn't on the 3DS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, no, no disrespect to people no. still rocking the 3DS. It's an awesome system, one of my favorites of all time. It has Link's Awakening. Uh, <laughs> I don't want new games announced for just the 3DS anymore. Um, mm-hmm. If games come to both systems, great. If they come to Switch, great. If they come to just 3DS, that kind of sucks. Yeah, like I'm, I'll just I don't be, disagree. I'll be blunt. Um, so this is the I believe the 16th Fire Emblem game, Ooh. and tra- full transparency here, and I think Zach can echo me on this. Uh, I'm Fire not, Emblem yeah. echoes. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Fire Emblem guy. This has always been one of my sort of dark spots in mm-hmm. my knowledge of Nintendo, and I've I, you know I've been covering Nintendo for. 
God, 12 years now, and I've been a fan of them my entire life. This is just not a franchise I've connected with. And seeing this trailer today made me go, that's beautiful, it's awesome, but I don't know if I want to jump in because it feels weird and obtuse and kind of scary. Like, <laughs> should this be one of my first Fire Emblem games? Should I start here? It's a good question, man. I think we're just going to have to play it. See? Mm. I, th- I mean, all every Fire Emblem game, correct me if I'm wrong, but they seem to have different stories. Oh, yeah. They're the mechanics just carry over. Okay. But it'll reteach you the game. I mean, my first Fire Emblem game was Awakening, <sighs> and it introduced it to me fine. Very, That's very, very relieving. Very few of the Fire Emblem games are connected to each other, uh, at least in a direct capacity, right? Like, a lot of them will... Sometimes they'll reference characters yes. from other games as if they were, like, great heroes of the past or mm-hmm. stuff like that. But very few of them are actually, like, one leading, like, a sequel to the last. This one, I think, especially with the setup of this being you go to this new place and you start to teach at this new school, I imagine this game is going to ease you into that world pretty well. Good. Um, as for some of the complexity of it, I'm really not, I'm a little just like like that part of it maybe it looks like they're adding a lot of cool little new systems which i'm super excited about as a fan of the series might overwhelm new people but again that's not something we're going to know until we're we're playing it right yeah i guess like when the when when the sort of general populace at large who own switch and you know don't tune into the show every week and get misinformation about fire emblem from people like me <laughs> and others sometimes it's okay we'll power through it um track out this game for the first time we'll, we'll we'll figure out what their temperature is on something like this and if they're like yeah i love it and i'm a fire emblem fan forever i mean i think a lot of people's first introduction to this stuff was smash brothers you know, right? This they because they I, I will compose forty percent of the roster of that game. Is these weird <laughs> sold knights and stuff? I don't know. What. Man, you know what would be really cool if they have an online component that pits the different houses up against each other, and you can represent your house. You gotta imagine they have something like that mm-hmm. yeah. because, or or something similar because the the last few Fire Emblem games have played around with online tie-in stuff uh, at least loosely. I think, unless I'm completely misremembering that, but I. Don't think I am. Well, it wasn't Fates. Didn't Fates do the thing where it was like there was two different carts and one of them was one family and one was that, the other? That was, yeah, that was Fates. And that's actually something that I'm so happy. Yeah, that's what I was, was, was going to say. Like I was, I, for a minute there watching that, that direct, I thought, oh, okay, there's going to be three different versions, oh, one no. for each house. Yeah. Dude, Fates, Fates made me genuinely angry about with that because it literally gave you a choice in the game where it was like, pick which house you want to be with. And if you selected the one for the game you didn't own, it would be like, you don't own that. Please go to the eShop and download it. <laughs> yeah. $39.99 or however much it was. Yeah. This, oh, no. this, and it felt very much like they ripped half of the game out of it yep. and sold it separately. This seems like it could have gone a similar way, and they just were like, "No, you know what? It's gonna be one game." Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo would have been like getting Pokemon Red and be like, "You can't get Blastoise." Right, Pokemon right. Blue. Yeah. Nintendo's weirdly always dabbled in that. We obviously we started the show talking about Link's Awakening, but the follow up to that was the Oracle and Ages games yeah. made by Capcom, and uh, they were completely separate games, but yeah. you owned them both. You could connect them through like this gigantic code mm-hmm. that they gave. It was like 700 <laughs> characters just to date ourselves here. Um, and it would unlock content and give you, you know, sort of extra bonuses and stuff like that. But it didn't really shield you off from one or the other. I mean, right. they felt like separate games. So I'm glad well, yeah, they didn't go those that games, the, Both of those games are very different thematically. One yes. was like puzzle heavy and the other was combat heavy. Yep. So yep. Yeah. And, and to, to its credit, the Fates games were very, had a lot of different content as well. Whole different story. Yeah. Did you lose mm-hmm. your timer? No, no, no. Oh, okay, good. I actually <laughs> never started it. Yeah. Uh, but I will now. Uh, when we go through the next round of things we're going to talk about which is a lot uh we went through a couple of first party (laughs) games right there uh 
something like god what 20 different major third party announcements just happened uh some we knew about some we didn't know about some were rumored and leaked uh all just we'll go through all of them because there's a ton so many um the big one i would say at least for me personally i guess for you guys too was astral chain um yeah. which is supervised by kamiya it's out august 30th um it's weird it's in platinum incredibly platinum it's incredibly it, japanese yeah it looks the combat looks really fluid like i love the way that like towards the end of this uh if you're watching the video version you'll see like towards the end there's this boss fight where the character is participating in some melee combat and then they switch to riding like a dog and then they jump off of that and they do some other sh stuff and like it looks wild like yeah. the combat and it looks super cool i i'm a fan of platinum games like i love bayonetta one and two i'm very excited for three but I, I like the thing about platinum is and take this with a grain of salt it's like platinum has a very definite a line of demarcation with their a team and their b team right like, their a team gives us stuff like um Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2. Their B team gives us stuff like um, TMNT, that the Ninja Turtles game from a few years ago, mm. and that Korra game. Yeah, that Korra game where it's like. So I wonder which of those two teams is developing. This well, it's not because, the Bayonetta team, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because Bayonetta 3. yeah, is there a chance that the A team has been splintered and they're like working on these character action games? Yeah, separately. But like, I don't know. It, it looks good, but it's also like very this preliminary is a stuff. So. Team. Yeah, well, Whoa. it's not scale bound, so yeah, I'm not so. into it. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. I don't actually know that for sure. Casey, you and I were sitting next to each other when this trailer dropped, and we both kind of lit up because it looks really uh, sort of unique and different. And also, there's a lot of strange sort of co-op mechanics in terms of like capturing enemies, lassoing them, and taking control of them. Like, is are, are you excited for this? Thing? I, I am really excited. I was lying when I said I'm not into it because <laughs> I am still into it. It looks really cool. I'm really interested. I love. I mean, I like Pokemon and stuff, so I like the kind of games with the concepts where you capture things and then use their abilities from doing it. I think it adds an extra. Uh, level of excitement to exploring new areas because mm -hmm. it gives you more access to extra abilities and I really like those kind of mechanics and it seems like this will have that. Why is there... Why Yo, who's that I'm, man? I'm just watching the video and I didn't see this before. He's recycling. There's it's some, important to do they that. They just showed the play, playable character in a dog a, cop a, suit. A, yeah. a, I, you know what I like is I like the <laughs> idea 2019, of, like, there's no kink shaming. of a crazy <laughs> like over-the-top action game that ends with a guy coming out and just doing some janitor work. Uh -huh. like, you guys really mess up Shibuya. We gotta clean this up. They were pre police protect and serve, man. Uh, that was footnoted with a quick note that Bayonetta 3 is still happening. I think after the Metroid Prime 4 thing, it's nice to get a little check-in on a game that we haven't heard a lot about in a very long time. Well, also, they couldn't have... They couldn't. They knew they couldn't announce a brand new Platinum Switch exclusive Without game. Without talking and about Bayonetta, yeah. And then be like, oh, sorry, no Bayonetta yeah, news. Like, that's right. They just were like, hey, it's happening. Um, yeah, that word got away from me, Zach. <laughs> Up next, we had the... Bananetta. Yeah, I was like, data. God dang it. Up next, we have the Assassin's Creed 3 remaster that comes with the DLC and Liberation. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, that game looked like butt to you. Did it look like <laughs> it was running? Did it look like it was running <laughs> awful to you? Great. Yeah. Um, it looked choppy and first of sort all, of low res. Assassin's Creed Three is like the worst Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't understand why. I mean, they've been remastering all the Assassin's Creed games, but like, especially to include in a direct, it's just like. All right. Yeah. It's the worst Assassin's Creed game, and it obviously looks like it plays like like poorly. But it is cool uh, that a Assassin's Creed game is, or an Assassin's Creed game multiple. is coming to, yeah, is coming to Switch. Like, yeah. it's weird and cool. Is I don't it know. Talk first, to me about Black Flag one? on the Wii U. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that okay. happened. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> Liberation was obviously the uh, Vita game. And I'm sure. 
Yeah, so, and it's actually Liberation is was more cool. well received than Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, um, but there was they, they only showed a couple of shots from Liberation in that trailer, and mm. like the texture stuff on Switch, it looks bad. Like I, it's the only thing that stuck out to me in this this presentation today that I was like, oof, yeah, that looks this, not good. This is the remastered version that was made for current gen consoles, yeah. and it it looks like the last gen version. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little confused there. Uh, I, I think ultimately when the dust settles on the Switch, uh, we will look at Ubisoft's output on the system as odd. Uh, <laughs> when we first heard about them making games for Switch, they announced stuff like Rayman Legends and Steep, which has still not arrived. Uh, since then, they put, uh, you know, Just Dance and uh, like a what was there was like a, a fitness rhythm game and uh, other various things like that. And then now there's this. So and. Weird, Mario weird choice. Rabbids. And Mario Rabbits. That's, Mario yeah, Rabbids that's the really best good. one. It's, and, thank and, you for pointing that out. Yeah. That's that's actually the biggest one of the whole bunch. And Starlink. And had. Starlink. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. Turn it all were, around. Those were both great. And speaking of Starlink, I guess we'll get to that eventually. Mm -hmm. but no, you can throw it in now. All right. Yeah. Well, Starlink is coming up with a whole new um, expansion with mm -hmm. more Star Fox characters. Yeah. yeah. Which and is I think great. it's just like a free update as far as yeah. I understand it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really cool because I, I'm almost positive that game sold best on Switch as it deserved to because Star Fox was in it, yeah. not on the other versions. Love to see um, Ubisoft uh, continuing to work with Nintendo in this capacity. And I think like one of the things that Starlink has going for it that we talked about quite a bit when uh, Craig was on the show to, to talk about his review was like, this is, for all intents and purposes, next generation Star Fox. Like, yeah. it, it does a lot of the stuff that people Star Fox fans wanted Star Fox to do in the last generation but it does it really well and I think that Starlink kind of got brushed aside or overlooked it's a killer game and more content is always like a, a great thing for a game yeah like if that. you're on the fence on this game um, everything Zach said is is absolutely true it brings with it a little bit of uh, I would say some of the best elements of No Man's Sky and um, some, uh, it's some, actually Nomansky Nomansky yeah that's true the, the Russian yeah that's right uh, pianist um, and uh the other thing is that this game has pretty much hard price drop to like $19.99 yeah. with the R-Wing. So yep. if you want a toy on your desk and a really cool game that's going to continue to get talking Animal Spacemen in it, this is the place to go. Also, that toy is awesome. Yeah, it really I have is. one on my desk and I, yeah, it's fair. Word, word of warning though, again, if you buy the toy version, you lose out on a bunch of in-game right. digital versions that's of true. and stuff. So. Maybe you got to be a wet blanket like that. I'm just saying that's, that's a trade-off. You just buy both and then you are paying the price of one game, but you get all the yep. stuff. That's actually also a very good point. We also <laughs> twenty dollars for just the toy is probably pretty. Okay. We also got a brief gameplay update on Bloodstained Rituals of the Night, which will be out this summer. We got to see more of that. Um, I that's, prove it. I mean, yeah, right? I was like, I at this point, I'll like, believe it. I'll believe it when I'm playing. Prove it. it. Like uh, this is obviously play, if you want to play a really great game, like play Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yep, that's and, out right now. Yeah, that's switch. out. Yeah, it's that like, came out like last year, and it's like an something. eight. But it's an eight bit uh, Castlevania platformer that yep. it it rules. Like it looked good though. Yeah, it does look good. This is you know former Castlevania producer uh, Igarashi's uh, sort of spiritual successor to the Castlevania franchise in lieu of that actually appearing anywhere. We've said this near weekly, but Konami, if you're listening, I don't know what you're doing, but please take all the GBA Castlevania games and drag them and drop them on Switch. In the meantime, please. this is happening. Um, I'm excited for it. It's, it's more Castlevania goodness with a different name. But again, like Zach said, we'll believe it when we can see it. Um, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice is out this fall. That was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Consider this. Uh, Hellblade developer is now Microsoft first party. Mm -hmm. Like they're in house basically with Microsoft yeah. uh, as of last E3. So 
this is just further support from Microsoft on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's really wild mm-hmm. that they're, they're like getting so chummy now. So. Yeah, we talked about their live app potentially coming to Switch last yeah. week, and the idea of having multiple things on Switch that are Xboxy yeah feels gross, but I'm kind of into it. <laughs> but Hellblade was pre the merge. That's true. Right? It actually so. Hellblade actually came out on PlayStation Four first. Yes, yeah. Before it came to Xbox. That's right. And then they bought Ninja Theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a nine great, out of ten. It's a really really great game. Mm-hmm. It is very very cool. It yeah. also seems pretty well suited for a handheld system because it's best played with headphones anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. also um, it looks like this crazy, huge, incredible open world game. Like it actually looks almost Horizony, but it's really not. It's yeah, more, it's very linear. It's linear. linear yeah. It's focused, um, and I think because of that, it'll run well on Switch. Looking at that game versus looking at Assassin's Creed Three was night and day. Like mm-hmm. I, I had no problems looking at, at yeah, Hellblade. I agree. Um, we also got some news on Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's out this summer. Captain Marvel is in it. She's sporting a different haircut that's more comic booky. Uh, you can play local co-op and online, which mm-hmm. is cool. So, yeah, I, this game is really funny. Like, it doesn't look stellar to me, mm-hmm. but the more I see about it, the more I remember how much, like, how many hours I sunk into Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance Two. Yep, and I'm like well into the idea of playing this game like I'm, it looks awesome i think what's cool about it is it's it's got like wolverine and magneto and yeah. and a bunch of avengers too yeah that's the, that's the thing that they got me with it, the way that they introduced it today they were like you can play as the avengers or yep. the defenders or the x-men or these guys it's like whoa there's so many super teams everyone's here, here. Mm-hmm. Ah. well that's everyone's the hilarious here. part about marvel licensing that continues to be hilarious to me is that the MCU and the Marvel yeah, like movie the licenses universe, are yeah. totally shattered between studios mm-hmm. and all the games licenses are still under one roof. And yeah. so they can just license all the game characters to a single game yeah. and you can have literally MCU Iron Man suits fighting with, uh, you know, Fox's X-Men characters mm-hmm. well, and it just so doesn't matter. Yeah. Question. This yeah. is a Marvel game, yeah. which is technically now Disney. Kingdom Hearts is also Disney. Are we going to get oh, yeah. Sora in this Marvel game? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was holding out for the other way around. (laughs) I was holding out for Kingdom Hearts 3 to have a Marvel world and a Star Wars world, and that didn't happen, and I was sad. Well, so, very brief side note, but I think what makes the Marvel Universe so fun and exciting right now is how loose they are with all of these rules, whereas Star Wars is like, oh, Luke's Luke's in your game? Well, it's got to be canonical, and it's got to be between these years, and it can't (laughs) be a legend, and this is what he was doing, and this is what Han had a beard this this year, and blah, blah, blah. It makes it so difficult to make a video game, as you can see by the lack of Star Wars video games we're playing all the time um it's got sad for a oh, second I'm there sorry. sorry about that. it's been a good day otherwise remember Link's um, awakening Link's awakening. that's right power through it uh two back-to-back dragon quest announcements today we got dragon quest builders 2 which is out july 12th it's been out in japan for a while uh but that's here it looks cool i got really into the last game yeah hey uh zelda fans if you love a good zelda mm-hmm. play dragon quest heroes like i feel like dragon quest heroes went so under the radar but it's so zelda e yeah and has like such a great building mechanic and like i brian and i both kind of got sucked into dragon quest the first dragon quest builders and like such a fun charming little game and this one looks bigger and better so it's it's really cool because it's it's got a little bit of minecraft but imagine if like minecraft had rpg elements that gate gate kept you from Mm -hmm. certain items and quests and uh the better you got it the more you played the more you unlocked the better your stuff got it's yeah it's it's like a prettier minecraft with a story and rpg yeah Mm -hmm. yeah with some zelda thrown in there yeah and and it still has co-op yeah yeah so i'm into that um Hold I on. Myself. I need to take a deep breath before this one. Yeah, you're not even halfway through this list. I'm not even halfway through this title. Dragon Quest XI-S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition will be out this fall. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's really pretty. That is a really long title. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dragon, so, Quest, Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age is already has already been out. Right. It's been out for a while. On it's actually so it came 3DS. out in, it came out in 2017 in Japan. Yeah. It came out last year here, uh, last year in the fall here. Uh, Jared Petty reviewed it, gave it a very high score. Jared loves the Dragon Quest series. Um, Dragon Quest sort of has always been second to Final Fantasy here in the states, but mm-hmm. is uh, is Japan's like premier role playing franchise and uh this is the first one in a very long time and it was sort of poised to be like their breakout game in the u.s i i don't know how it went sales wise but it was critically super well received um awesome 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 to have this title on the switch and the crazy thing that's happening with this game is they're adding so much stuff to the switch edition so the 3ds version had um sort of a scaled down graphic wise uh, version of uh, the console brethren right but then they also had the ability to switch over to a 16-bit version which is included wasn't included in the PlayStation version but will be included in the switch version so cool yeah um, there was no Japanese dialogue track but there's a Japanese dialogue track for the switch version there is uh, added stories so there's character specific like side story side quests that you can do for the switch version so like it's funny like we use the the term definitive edition like pretty casually around here, mm-hmm. but this really is the definitive version of this game. And I've been on the fence about Dragon Quest Eleven because it's like another hundred hour JRPG. Mm-hmm. But to me, like the amount of stuff that they've crammed onto this Switch cart like makes it totally worthwhile to me. Like I yeah. I'm not a huge Dragon Quest fan. I've played five and eight, and I really liked those. But I'm really stoked to play this one. I heard it's great. Significantly large portion of this direct. Dedicated to Dragon Quest yeah. in general. What are your and thoughts on that? And the background of the main character. Hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. why. Oh, is it be is it because he's going to be a Smash Boy? I is that what the hypothesis is? That's my theory. Yeah. They spent <laughs> as much, if not more, time on Dragon Quest Builders Two and Dragon Quest Eleven S than they did on Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, right. you know what we they didn't talk about a ton of time. What? We didn't talk about the other Smash Boy that was like barely in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Joker in Smash uh, dropped onto a, a black screen. We saw his character <laughs> model. We saw his butt, and he disappeared. And it said 3.0 question mark. See you soon. And that um, that leads me to believe that he is not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> yeah. They are not ready to show him. It, yet. it, it did yeah. look like an in-game model. Yeah, yeah for it, sure. Not in any sort of in-game capacity. Yeah, so he drops in April. You'll be able to... Before the end of April. Before the end of April. So we don't know when yet. At some point in that 30-day span. And uh, you'll be able to buy him. You just don't know what you're buying yet. Tomorrow is before the end of April. Yep, there he is there. He drops. There's his title. Anyway. I know. Oh, yeah. We we all are. (laughs) I am am 60 hours into Persona 5 because of the trailer that announced him for Smash. Great news. You have 50 more hours to go. (laughs) Dude, uh, I'm warning that. I want to keep playing that game forever. We're going to power through some more announcements real quick here. (laughs) Uh, No, it's okay. Uh, Onanaki is a brand new RPG from the I Am Setsuna devs. So, you uh, interested in that? No, I'm sorry. I fell asleep there for a minute. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, you, I think you and I were both, I don't want to say the word burned, but I think both of us tried to get into the last Setsuna, RPGs. Setsuna, specifically like Tokyo RPG Factory, is this like subset of Square uh, Enix that they they specifically are making games that they want to have this like nostalgic feel. Right. But I Am Setsuna and uh, Lost what was the Sphere? second one? Yeah. Lost Sphere. Both of those games sort of missed the mark, but like not just for us, but like kind of across the board, you know, like I think they're like six to seven point oh rating games. Yeah. And it's like the first one was like heavily influenced by Chrono Cross, but it just feels a little too old and it's a little too plotting. It was also and the like, setting was so yeah, just samey. It was the yeah. entire game looked at They're like, boring. They're yeah. boring games. They're boring. Like that's such a bummer so, to say because like I love old school RPGs. Yeah. But 
To this one's credit, I think this one looks a lot more vibrant, a lot more varied, and also the combat looks really fun. And Can you more think of another uh, adjective starting with V that you want to throw out there? Vivacious. Vibrant, varied. Vavuzula. Vitriolic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the action combat in this game looks a lot better. It's a, it's a lot more dynamic. It's quick. It's moving. Um, and I really dig it. So... Will I be burned a third time? We will find out. Yeah, the story premise seems really cool, too. I guess in this world, your sp spirits can turn into... Once you die, you can yep. turn into a monster in reincarnation unless someone saves you or yeah. something. So I'm, I'm into it's that. impossible to know. Yeah, yeah. who knows? knows? That's what it sounds like um, from the trailer. Zach, we're going to lose you in a minute, right? Yeah, I have to go. Uh, before yeah. you leave, I want you to do me a favor. Take this pen uh, uh -huh. on the back of a piece of paper. Uh, write a number through uh, one through ten, one being the lowest, ten being the highest, of your review of the direct. Do not show us, and we will read it in lieu of your absence okay. when you're gone. Okay. We'll miss you. Um, after that, Dead by Daylight, we got to look at that. Um, speaking of games that did not really look that good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Speaking of games that mm, maybe didn't hold up on, on Switch very well. Yeah, so I, I don't want to be mean, but I, I don't think that this was the best-looking game to begin with. I think it I think can. A lot of people said that. Yeah. that that's okay. That's that makes not an <laughs> uncommon sentiment, but it does look better than than what they showed yes. in this direct. Yes. This, this direct, and to to its credit, it's not coming out until what, like fall or something mm -hmm. like that. Like it's a, it's, it's a, a spooky far game. Away. It's yep. spooky Halloween game. Yeah, that's it's for later. Thank beautiful. you, Zach. Yeah, and I'll see you guys. Thank you. Thank so you. Long. Bye, everybody. Bye Have a good night. night. Uh, it, it's for those who don't know, it's an asymmetrical, basically. Uh, IGN actually described it as a basically a Friday the 13th the video game before yep. they made Friday the 13th the video game which is basically Dead by Daylight uh, it's yeah it, one person is a horror murderer and the rest of the people are running away from that horror murderer and Good. That's, that's the game well now you can do that on the go uh, with the power of Nintendo Switch <laughs> on the go as long as you have Wi-Fi that's true oh. <laughs> with a bunch of caveats um a good-looking game was Grid Autosport, which yeah. is, uh, I, I would say, Forza-like. Uh, it's an it's a kind of arcadey, but also simmy racer coming to Nintendo Switch. People who made F1 and yeah. the Dirt Rally games and all that sort of stuff. This game was announced, I think it was in December for mm -hmm. Switch, but we got an actual kind of more window date for it of summer. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, it, it's always good to get more racing games on Switch. Pear really knows his cars. So if he was here, he would tell <laughs> us that. I don't. And I don't, I don't um, yeah. mm -mm. Nope. They're fast and you can, they have four wheels and it's great. You can get to where you want to go better They're also than death traps. Be careful. Wear your seatbelt, guys. Please do. Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> don't play this game while driving. <laughs> um, after that, Disney Sum Sum Festival. Developed by Namco. It's a party game. It's out at some point. That's great those it's were cute those it looked neat for it, children yeah. yeah it's it's just so funny that it's like this is not the first time this has happened but it's a video game based off of a toy line mm -hmm. in the same way that gears pop is announced for e3 oh. last year was. yeah now uh, disney sumsums are sort of adorably flat egg versions of your favorite <laughs> disney characters they are really cute yeah they are cute They're i have adorable. a bunch of star wars ones actually i have job of the Huddies like this like little like turd worm it's gross I, oh, that just boggles my mind that there's a job of the hut yeah sum sum like yeah. for a little kid it's like here's this terrible slave labor lord <laughs> play with him yep. <laughs> like no yep it's it's weird uh this was a bunch there was a bunch of mobile games based on the sum sums i don't know if they're bringing any of that stuff over here some of it looked kind of mobily it also looked like a bunch of the mini games you would have played in something like super monkey ball rest yeah. in peace it doesn't look necessarily not fun or anything. It's yeah. just like a little mini game party game. It mm -hmm. looks like it'd probably be fun for younger folk and yeah. 
Exactly. Bad. It's cute as hell. Almost said the F word. Uh, after that, Rune Factory 4 special is coming, and so is Rune Factory 5. Yeah. I know nothing about these games. Casey. So Rune Factory <laughs> is, it was marketed, the first one was marketed as a fantasy Harvest Moon. So it's a Harvest Moon spinoff with um, dungeon crawling. Oh. That's basically the best way to sum it up as shortly as possible. So, but so I, like underneath the farm lies a terrible secret. Like you have your farm and you um, cultivate relationships and you grow carrots and then it's like oh i'm gonna go out and fight some monsters now and then you go out and dungeon crawl and come back and you can raise monsters i love that you can you can think of it as stardew valley was heavily inspired by what rune factory did with adding combat to harvest moon like stardew valley is very clearly harvest moon inspiration but the combat in that game sort of stems from rune factory because rune factory as far as i understand it is like the actual team who made harvest moon Mm. or involved in that kind of splintered off after harvest moon I went downhill. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and, that's, and please correct me if I'm wrong there. As far as I understand it, though, all, all this this is some of has a lot of the soul of Harvest Moon, yes. not just inspiration, yeah. but in like you some can of the still get married to. to people. You can yeah. have you can have those relationships. And the first one was on on the DS. Yeah. I it's been a very long time since I mm-hmm. played one of these games. I am super excited for five. Yeah. On the Switch. Well, and the the, the announcement <laughs> here, yeah, is Rune Factory Four Special was what they first yes. announced, and that's a remastered version of Rune Factory Four. And then they were also like, they pulled the Metroid Prime Four, where they were like, we can confirm Rune Factory Five is in development. Here's a logo. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got. Right. And they just they bounced. And next year, sometime maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But it's cool that that's coming, and it's cool it's coming to Switch as far as we know it, and. Mm-hmm. Probably, at least. Uh, I will round off with two uh, little announcements about Final Fantasy games. One of them is Chocobo's Mystery Dungeons, Everybody, spelled like friends, uh, which is out <laughs> March 20th, and Final Fantasy VII, which is out March 26th. So you have two Final Fantasy games in one week in the end of March. And Final Fantasy IX right now. That's right. We're going to get to that. Uh, first, let's do some quick indies. Um, there were a bunch oh, wait, of wait, small. Did, oh wait, did Tetris. We sh- oh, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting okay, to it. Okay, 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 okay. Don't worry. Just got don't, excited, man. Tetris. Uh, Tetris. <laughs> uh, there are a couple of cool indie games announced. Uh, one was Deltarune, which we've known about for a while, but it's coming to Switch. It's out February 28th. Yeah, for free. For free. For free. How does the that first work? chapter? So oh. this this was a, no no no. So don't don't owe that. So this oh. is a very weird thing. Toby Fox is a creator of Undertale. Put out on PC last year, late last year, was just like, hey, here's this thing. And it was called like test survey program.exe. And then it turned out to be like a roughly five hour game oh. that was called uh, Deltarune, that is a sequel, not sequel, follow up, not follow up, weird it's, sort of thing, related trailer, but not related to Undertale. <laughs> the trailer said for people who completed Undertale. Yes. And it has a lot to do with the end of Undertale. And apparently I think you can maybe import a save, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, So it's connected to Undertale, but not like, it's not like exactly a sequel, but maybe it is. He's being very cryptic about it. Right. Um, So what he released, what that program was and what is being released on Switch is Deltarune's chapter one. And it's completely free because he wanted to get feedback on it. He wanted to put it out in the world and he wanted to see what people think. There are going to be more chapters coming. Those will not be free. The full game, whenever it comes, is going to be a full normal game. But people aren't sure when that is. Toby Fox said it's probably like maybe years away still. Right. It's it's this is really just a taste of what he's been working on and what he's got coming in the future. But it's free. This version or this chapter is free because you just wanted to put it out there and have people play it. So on February 28th, you will get a brand new free Switch game that may or may not 
continue years from now. It almost certainly will continue years from now. But uh, and if you played Undertale, just just download this game and play it. You just should. Got. I love the trailer, by the way. It was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer is very funny. They did a spoiler-free trailer covering it and dogs from from Undertale. It's and then really at the end, in parentheses, said the actual game does not actually have this much dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of a letdown. I hope there are some dogs. Uh, after that, Box Boy and Box Girl is out April 26th. Woo! Uh, 270 stages. There's a new character named Cutie. The tall one. Who's tall. It's spelled with a Q. <laughs> um, this is a, one of Paris' favorite franchises. Yeah. Um, There's an amiibo. There's a Box Boy amiibo. Yeah, he has it. It's what? so weird. Uh, Box Boy, if you've never played it before, was a series of uh, sort of platform puzzle games where you played as titular hero box boy and you created boxes out of your body somehow through some sort Don't of question medical it. horror. Don't think about and it. You <laughs> made platforms that you used to traverse areas, uh, find collectibles and reach the goal. Um, yeah. Fairly simple, very straightforward. Uh, it's a weird franchise because when it started out, it was black and white. And over the years, they have slowly introduced like a color yeah. per game. And so now it's like, it's almost like a, a fully colored game. <laughs> um, it looks like there's multiplayer stuff, uh, and it's going to be uh, a good time. So keep an eye out on this one. It's a very special little franchise, and I'm glad it's on Switch. After that, Unravel 2. Small game. Uh, EA published this one last year. Mm-hmm. That was, it drops at E3. Yeah. Yes. One of those available now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, this was a sequel to the game Unraveled, uh, starring Yarny, who is a boy made of ropes, I believe. Yarn. Oh, yarn. Yeah, yarn. Yarny. You know, same thing. Yarn. Strings. Freddy. Thread. And uh, this time he brought a friend uh, who's a co op partner named Thready, which oh. we made that up. That's not true. <laughs> well, the co op part is. Yeah. You can read the Wikipedia page on this for more story details. <laughs> uh, it's weird we're not getting the first unravel, but maybe this is EA doing one of those, like, see how it sells kind of things. Oh. Well, it's funny. The, the developers of Unravel 2, back when Unravel 2 launched, had they they were did send in some interview like why isn't this on switch and mm-hmm. they were like hey it would have delayed like developing it for switch would have delayed the release and we wanted to release it right away right and so now they're just releasing it which is great it's which cool. is cool yeah uh more places to play a cool game and uh switch is a good spot for that um one of my favorite parts of the Nintendo Directs or really any E3 press conference or any press conference inv- at, at all is when somebody looks at the camera and they're like, and it's available right now. Um, we actually had a bunch of those today. Uh, they were more like available soon or right after this or around-ish now-ish or <laughs> later today. But around really, now-ish yeah. is my new favorite. <laughs> really, uh, there were a bunch of announcements of stuff that you can play almost immediately. And if you're listening to the show right now, it's already there. It's already on your Switch. And a bunch of it's free. So let's go through it right now. Uh, first off, Yoshi's Crafted World is is getting a demo, not the full game. That was a bait and switch, man. I know, I know. You got me. Uh, And that's available right now. You can download that demo right this second. As of the recording of this show, it was not there. All the rest of the things on this list were, but this was not. And I'm kind of mad about that because Mm. I want to play it. Uh, (laughs) This game looks really cool. If you don't know anything about it, it's the next uh, Yoshi title. It looks entirely like it's made of uh, discarded Labo and paint. Um, (laughs) Coming out late next month, right? Yeah, he's got like tons of different costumes now, which is Mm -hmm. one of the things we saw. uh, And there's just lots and lots of weird little dinosaurs with tongues that eat apples and poop eggs. I don't understand it. Uh, But it's here, and you can play the demo today. That's my speed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, After that, Damon X Machina, we saw a whole presentation of that. Um, It looks cool. I'm into it. I'm excited to play the demo. Yeah. So the demo. When can people get that demo, Casey? 
right now. Available right now. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, and they said specifically to tweet at the devs and the team working on it to give them your feedback on yeah. the game. So and if also, you like it, let them know. And if you don't like it, let them know. But be nice about it. Also, they said that they're going to be sending out, like, if you play the demo on Switch, they'll maybe send you an email with a survey so that you can give them feedback on that, too. They did that for Octopath Traveler, too. Right, and I I like that. I like that this this is being... like presented as like, hey, this isn't done. This is just so you guys can play it and tell us what you think. And yeah. it's always great to to do because, you know, like you said, constructive criticism is just as important as people telling you what works. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. They're specifically calling these the prototype missions. So right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the prototype version of the game. I thought they should have called it Demo X Machina. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, after that, Captain Toad. Remember him? He's back with a friend, Toadette, who was also in that game already. But now you can play the entire game as co-op uh, with free levels and free updates that are being added right now. Uh, and also paid DLC, which I think is out now as well. N- no, so this is a little bit of a weird thing. Oh, right. You can pre-order you, it. You now. can buy the paid DLC right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come out until later, but... If you do buy it right now, you'll automatically get like one level from the DLC now. And they did this. They did this with a similar thing of like with the Mario Kart DLC, right. where if you bought the Mario Kart DLC ahead of time, you got like every color of Yoshi or Shy Guy. I can't remember which one it mm-hmm. was. Uh, so this is a similar thing where if you pre-order the DLC, you can immediately get an extra level. Otherwise, there's 18 challenges and five. I think it's five maps or five levels or whatever it is. Um, that are going to be available in the full DLC. Which is great, too. They also introduced this purple Captain Toad, which we just saw a second ago. I don't know who that is, if that's Captain Todd or <laughs> Captain Ted. I don't know. Give him a name or her. Toady. Captain Toady. That'll never get confusing. <laughs> uh, so that's available for purchase now, and the free update is there as well. Also available right now, <gasps> Final Fantasy IX. Hey! The best game to play a month before Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> uh, weird timing on this one, right? It's just out. Yeah, it's, it's very just strange. Out. Yeah, there it is. Um, so you can play Final Fantasy IX right now. It's $20.99. Is that a joke? Is that a thing? Does that game take place? Wait, is it one? actually? It's twenty ninety nine. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a narrative beat. I don't, I don't under, that I don't understand. Anyway, keep your narrative beat and give me my dollar back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Isn't that weird? It should be nineteen ninety nine. Maybe it's for tax reasons. I don't know. <laughs> It's been, it's been a hard year for Final Fantasy IX. It needs that extra dollar for tax reasons. It's going to buy something from the vending machine. <laughs> Speaking of 99, oh, the world's weirdest 99 is out today. Uh, if you weren't uh, inundated with Battle Royale games from Apex Legends to Fortnite to Give me another. literally everything else. Realm Royale. What about... Thank, that's a good addition right there. Uh, what about Tetris 99? Let me do this right. A... Free-to-play Battle Royale PvP Tetris with 99 players. It's available right now for Nintendo Switch Online owners. Oh, man. That is a lot. Tom, you just downloaded it. You're did. It's free. Yeah. Played one match. I came in 53rd. Yeah. So this <laughs> 53rd. is... 53rd. That's, that's almost 50%. I'm not great at Tetris. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny. So if you own, as Brian said, if you own Nintendo Online service, you can mm-hmm. literally just go onto the eShop and download this game. And if you don't... Then I guess you just don't get it. It's like the it's like the S- NES games, basically. Yeah, keep in mind Nintendo Online's twenty bucks a year. Uh, you can also get it for a couple bucks a month, which comes out to pennies. And it's you know the service is confidently okay, right? <laughs> so far, but it, this is a nice addition, though. It is. If if anybody's played PvP Tetris before, which is a funny thing to say, but it's not like a new thing or anything. Well, you play Tetris, right? Yeah. You of it. so as you get Tetrises or like do real good combos. 
then uh, you send blocks to other people and it screws them up. This is literally just that, but 99 people are playing all at once. And on the sides of the screen, you can see there's, what would it be, 45 plus 3? I'm really bad at numbers. 48? No. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong number. That's all right. 44. I don't there want a number go. right now. God, I'm really bad at math. I'm, uh, me too. I was an art major. Are we all bad at math? Uh, yeah. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just, yeah, I, know. I know, but that was the wrong calculation. Don't worry about it. Thank God you're 44. here, Producer Dan, to do very, very rudimentary math for us. So, there's your screen in the center. <laughs> There's your screen in the center, and then there's 44 on either side of you, right. just tiny going. But you can see where everyone else is, yeah. and you can even see like who you're targeting with attacks and who's targeting you with attacks. So y you don't have to pay attention. Like you can just do it as solo Tetris. So will there be like uh, cosmetic updates? Like Fort like this Fortnite has skins that you buy. Will you be able? Whoa, to Tetris block skins. Do you want that? Like a yeah. camo and a camo L block. Now your Tetris blocks look like Pokemon. <laughs> God, I'd be down for that, but I don't think that's what's happening. Literally, the menu is play the game, look at your stats, and then I think just like a generic right. menu. It's it's very bare bones. I Where think are the loot boxes, much, man? Yeah, I think this is very much just a yeah. It's free to play, so they, they got to get your money somehow, right? I don't think they do. I think that is literally a vehicle for Nintendo Online service. I think I, they're treating this like the NES game. I want to point out that Tetris, this long-standing, beloved franchise in the video game industry, the thing that sort of single-handedly took the Game Boy uh, to, to the stratosphere at the time, and has always been there with us, um, has in the last six months been a free-to-play Battle Royale PvP 99-player game and a psychedelic VR game. Yeah. That's where that thing is now. So Tetris is doing good. Tetris good is year. like Same music. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Tetris is like a like a fifty year old divorcee who has just, just found drugs. Oh. Like I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm into it. Um now, I don't want to get negative, but there were, uh, for every Nintendo Direct, there's obviously rampant, fervent, psychotic hopes, dreams, uh, and ambitions that are generally usually crushed because Nintendo fans, present company included, are a little crazy with this stuff. Um, there are a lot of things we wanted to see in the Direct. There's no universe where I could even walk away from a thing that ended with a Link's Awakening remake and be sad about anything. Yeah. That said, on behalf of the rest of you who aren't as crazy for that game, I have to do my job and say, what was missing in the Direct? Kind of a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th this is the funny thing, is I agree with you. I think that this Direct was packed to the gills with really cool game announcements and really cool stuff. There were, We did the math. I think there was like 31 games mentioned in 36 or 7 minutes or whatever it was, yeah. which is a ton. And they went in depth with the ones that they did show off too for or for some of them. I think that was really cool. But yeah, like outside of Zelda and Mario Maker, we didn't get any information on any of the games we already know about from first party from this I'm year. I'm dying to see games besides Fire Emblem. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see it. There was I no Pokemon. We're probably going to see it around May because yeah. historically that's when we get news about the new Pokemon games that come out in fall in May. Well, mm -hmm. isn't isn't so. Pokemon Day coming up? Pokemon Day is coming up um, at the end of February. Yeah. So what are the and they're odds? Doing, they're doing um, treehouse chats at the Nintendo store in New York for Pokemon Day. Do you think we'll get another Direct? Maybe we will get a Pokemon Direct for Pokemon Day. Do you think we'll get two Directs this close together? I mean, they've done 
Pokemon only directs really close to Nintendo yeah. directs before. So So you're saying there's a chance. There's I a love, chance. I love Brian but literally two minutes ago being like, Nintendo fans usually want a lot. We overestimate. <laughs> and then we're like, will we get another direct in less than two weeks? I'm like, I'm satisfied. And I see somebody like the waiter carrying food across the day. I'm like, bring that out to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did not get anything from Pokemon. No Pokemon. This That's one of the biggest titles of the year. Probably the biggest, actually, yeah. in terms of sales potential. Um that said, uh, Pokemon Day is coming up. We have E3 coming up. We have a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. That's a fall game, ostensibly. So I think we have plenty of time to unpack. Exactly. But we um, didn't get we didn't get any Animal Crossing, which surprised that's me. Crazy. That surprised me a lot. Yeah, I we, thought we would at least get like any little something for that. We haven't seen any gameplay for that game. We've seen sort of a cinematic of Isabel in her office being like, "We're doing it. We're working on it." And yeah. Tom, 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 yeah, he was being there. sad on the internet. I love that guy. Um, I hate that guy, but I love that guy. You know how it works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a bummer to not get any of that. I think my theory for Animal Crossing is that it's going to, it's going to be their E3. Like, it's going to be their show floor. It's going to be the bulk of uh, their presentation. It's it, There's going to be a lot about that game. That's it. And then, like, a December release or, like, an end-of-the-year release is what you Yeah, think. yeah. I, I mean, I hope I hope they, they, they space it out a little bit. Because I was actually, like, last year we were sort of like, hey, Nintendo, where's the big stuff? And they gave us Pokemon, which I got into for the first time in my career. And then, like, two weeks later they were like, oh, Smash is here. Uh-huh. And... I, I stopped playing Eevee and I went back recently and I was like, I don't know what I was supposed to do. I think I have to bring like a shoe to somebody. I don't remember <laughs> anything. So I gave up on it. Oh, um, no. I know. So it's all, all Smash's fault. It's all Smash's fault. Thanks a lot. Uh, so I hope that like they space Pokemon and Animal Crossing this year. Uh, I would love to see Animal Crossing late summer. That's it's just such a, it's such a wonderful game. Yeah. I well, love now, game so now much. we're getting Fire Emblem in, in summer. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We got Joker and Smash. We didn't get gameplay. So Smash, the Smash segment was one of the more disappointing ones for me because it felt, it didn't feel like they had anything to show. It felt like they had a meeting where they were like, Smash Bros. is the biggest thing we're doing right now and people will be mad at us if we don't, like, put anything in here. So we'll say, hey, there's another update coming, but we can't tell you a thing about it. Hey, Joker's going to be here before the end of April, but we can't show you him or tell you anything about him. Hey, here's some new amiibo. Bye. Like it was very quick. It was very devoid of actual information beyond the timing of the 3.0 update and the timing of Joker. I would have really, 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 if he's going to be here in the next month and a half, I would have loved to see any amount of gameplay of him today. Um, And I'm bummed we didn't get to see that. But also, it's nice that he'll be here in the next month and a half. That's true. Exciting when we just got Piranha Plant like two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna get him. We talked about this earlier. I'm already, I'm gonna get him anyway. Yeah, you're buying no matter what. <laughs> or like, even even if they didn't show gameplay, I would have loved if they had shown any of his like stage because we uh, still don't know what the stage from. Or if they played music, right? Yeah, the music in that game. If they don't have what Last Surprise, the battle music from mm-hmm. Persona Five, like I'm gonna lose my mind. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they will. Uh, yeah, I would have loved just any little bit of extra more information besides just here's a vague release window. Totally agree. Um, Another direct with nothing Metroid related. Uh, There remains outside of the NES game uh, no Metroid on Switch. We got an update on Metroid Prime 4 recently that it was effectively rebooted um, and kicked over to Retro Studios, the makers of the Prime Trilogy. Great news. Which In means don't that, expect to see anything about that game anytime soon. Anytime soon. And so I keep, I don't know, maybe selfishly expecting a make good in form of Metroid Prime Trilogy. 
even like any of the GBA games, Zero yeah. Mission or Fusion would be an awesome touch. Um, nothing on that. I'm not disappointed. I'm just sort of like, is it a thing? Is it happening? Will it ever happen? I think it has to be a thing. Do you That's think why I'm not worried about it. it mm. ha- they have to do it. You do you think they'll? Do you think they'll it. wait until like right before four is ready to go? Because if that might be years away. Well, I mean, they they released Bayonetta one and two already, right. and Bayonetta three is still just a logo at this point. That's true. <laughs> so. Yeah, man, mm. that sucks. Uh, anyway, we also didn't see anything from Mario Kart Tour, which was recently delayed. That's the mobile version of Mario Kart. I have a lot of questions about how that's going to work in terms of uh, controls, in terms of characters, where the uh, the mo- where the money element comes in, because you know it'll be there. Yeah. Um, with mobile games, I think Nintendo learned their lesson with Super Mario Run, which is one of my favorite mobile games ever. It was $10, and you just got everything. You never had to pay for anything ever again, and investors hated that. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing they don't like is Lovely. getting, yeah. Uh, well, Mario Kart Tour is less surprising that we didn't see it just because this was a Switch focus. Right, right, right. Direct. But yeah, it is, after that delay, it is a couple, there are questions about, mm-hmm. hey, what's what's going on with that? <laughs> what does it's, it look like? Uh, on that note too, um, no 3DS in this Direct. Yeah. Are we done? Are we are we good? No, are we, I, th- I think this is just a Switch focused okay. Direct specifically, right? But so then again, mm, I mean, isn't there's a Luigi's Mansion game coming just for the 3DS? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, why not? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very much. I'm kind of with Brian on this one of like, I'm checked out of the 3DS. I am too. Wait, I, is, is there? Yeah. Now you're making me second. I'm going to. I know Luigi's Mansion 3DS. is coming to Switch and I know yeah. Luigi's Mansion for GameCube came to 3DS recently. Right. So I don't know how many 3DS, how many Luigi's Mansions, how many mansions does this man keep getting how many uncles is well, the second getting? one he's got like five or whatever that's crazy there's that's a bunch an of mansions. absurd amount of, of mansions anyway uh <laughs> while casey looks that up uh yeah tom was there anything else that was sort of really sticking out okay no it just came out last year and i yeah. was confused it's okay it's, yeah, there's a sorry. there's a lot of luigi's there's a lot of mansions and it's very confusing um is there anything else that i, I would have wanted to see or would have we presumed we would have. Yeah, there were rumors kicking around about a top-down 2D multiplayer Zelda game. Yeah. I don't care. We get Link's Awakening. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't need Triforce Heroes 4 or right. 3 or whatever it is or 2. Um, I'm totally okay with, with the Zelda announcement we got yeah, today. Yeah, it's so funny to, like, multi. when you say multiplayer Zelda game, it sounds weird in this age where everything's turning into a battle royale and PvP, but yep. there's tons of precedent with that with Four Swords Adventures and, uh, like you said, Triforce Heroes. And right. Uh, I think that probably one of those is in development. I don't know when or where or how or why or any of that. I'm not I'm not surprised we didn't see it this time since we did see Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I would have been surprised if we got no Zelda this direct. I'm not surprised that we didn't specifically see a multiplayer game. I agree. Uh, to wrap up, uh, we will all give our scores out of 10 for the Nintendo Direct. Um, let's start with you, Casey. Oh no, I didn't even think about this. I'm going to give it an 8.5. That's great. For great? Yeah, that is great <laughs> on our scale. Yeah. Not quite not quite amazing cuz there, there's missing a couple of things. Mm-hmm. They didn't have like you had an announcement that made you tear yeah. up. Yeah. I didn't get an announcement that made me tear up. So it's great what but would, not What would have made perfect. you cry today? <laughs> um a incredibly beautiful Pokémon game. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would have brought you to it. Scalebound coming to Switch. What what about Monster Hunter World on Switch? Oh my god, no, a brand new Monster Hunter game. (laughs) Yep. For Switch. Now you're getting greedy. 
Okay. Monster Hunter Stories 2. There you go. All the games that would have made me tear up. Uh, Zach says, Zach Ryan says 8.0. Very, V good direct. Uh, still no MP trilogy. That is the Mario Party trilogy, obviously. Um, still not on Switch. No, he's talking about Metroid, obviously. Um, that's I'm right there with you, Zach. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, that probably would have brought it to a 10 for me. Tom, what about you? I'm somewhere in the eights. I'm not exactly sure where, uh, but I'm along with you guys. I think this, well, I said it earlier, I think this was a really, really jam-packed, cool direct that had a lot of great stuff. I didn't feel like there was much in this that was like disappointing. Right. Probably like Sum Sum Festival was the most disappointing and it was like, or at least the thing I wasn't interested in and it was not a bad looking game still, right? Um, but yeah, missing some of those real real bangers that I wanted to see and probably Animal Crossing would have brought me to tears. Oh, Hold on, wait. I need to redact my score. Oh. It's actually an 8.7. Wow. Because Rune Factory. I forgot. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Okay, fair. Fair, fair. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go high and give it a 9.5 for obviously incredibly I why. biased reasons. It's not every day my favorite video game of all time. Hey, Brian. Gets a new remake with a bold new art style that's beautiful and makes me cry. Hey, Brian, so. what, what, shirt, what shirt are you wearing? I'm there? wearing a Link's Awakening shirt. <laughs> he so did, he like, didn't like, know this I didn't happening. know. It's, it's absolutely insane. Like it's, like, it's just one of those things where like sometimes everything just comes together. It's also it's like a rainy, crappy day in San Francisco it's and I was kind of gross. in a funky, gross mood. My pants are still wet it's bad from the direct no <laughs> from the rain from the rain <laughs> i peed my pants nine out of ten uh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that was Nintendo voice chat thank you so much for bearing with us uh through all of these announcements uh we probably could have done two hours but uh we have Ooh. to be mindful of everyone else's time here at ign uh we're not the only show at ign you can also watch beyond uh unlocked um max and i are working on a up at noon replacement shape thing uh what are you guys working on these days anything cool Kingdom Hearts 3 wiki. All right. And um, a weird feature that you should look out for, and please don't hate me for later. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. You'll know what it is when you see it. I'm asking IGN. you. The, the, the second we turn the microphones off, I'm asking you. <laughs> Tom, how about you? Uh, I'm working on Persona 5 mostly. Going through Mementos right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm just doing a lot of different <laughs> stuff. I jump around. Yeah. I got this Rubik's Cube in my desk I've been stuck on for a couple of years. Um, a sandwich, too, right now. But. That's, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good look. Um, that's an, an NVC. You know where to find us every single week. Uh, and so catch us next week. We'll be back. Uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, covering news that had just broken right after this or uh, right after we record next week because that's usually how it works. But we got lucky this week. Link's Awakening, baby. Thank you so much for watching. And remember to get, get the, the thing. thing. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.